You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad. Welcome back to our podcast and we are so happy that you tuned in one more time. And if you're being blessed, we encourage you to share it with your friends and your loved ones so they too can be blessed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Nice to be back with you another time. And we know today your heart is going to be blessed and your soul is going to be revived as we talk about sitting at the feet of Jesus or at the feet of Jesus. Which, of course, before we get into the lesson, it brought me back to a great hymn of the faith, which says, Sitting at the feet of Jesus, oh, what words I hear him say. Happy place, so near, so precious, may it find me there each day. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, I would look upon the past, for his love has been so gracious, it has won my heart at last. What a great hymn. And you do not hear great hymns of the faith in our services no more like we used to, but they are still around. You can still enjoy them. There are five occasions in the book of Luke that we find someone at the feet of Jesus. And that's great because at the feet of Jesus is a wonderful, wonderful place for us to be. So we see a woman weeping at his feet. Now, I trust you have your Bible with you or your phone or your iPad, whatever you are using, because we want you to look at Luke chapter 7 and verse 38. Luke chapter 7 and verse 38 says, Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. We see a man sitting at his feet. That's in Luke chapter 8 and verse 35. Hear what he says. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then we see a ruler falling at his feet. That's in Luke chapter 8 and verse 41. It says, Then a man named Jarius, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. You know the story, and that's a great portion of the word of the Lord. A leper praising at his feet in Luke chapter 17, verses 15 and 16. And listen to what he says now. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, praising God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Glory to God, that's the way it should be. For all God has done for me, my 
soul cries hallelujah. We've got to be grateful because God is doing wonderful things for us in our hearts, in our lives, in our family lives and our children. And we got to go back and give God thanks for his goodness. And then we see Mary listening at his feet in Luke 10 and verse 39. Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. Would to God that more of us would take the time to sit at the feet of Jesus and to enjoy the teaching of God's word. Even now as we are sharing this word of truth with you, that you would put away your busyness for a few minutes and enjoy the teaching of the word of the Lord. Glory be to our God. Amen. So each of these scenes of someone at the feet of Jesus is worth one attention and consideration. So the reason why we find each of these individuals at the feet of Jesus is both enlightening and encouraging. But instead of all these individuals at the feet of Jesus, none speak to the heart any more than Mary because we have the story of Mary and her sister Martha and she was busy preparing while Mary was always sitting at the feet of Jesus. So Mary is distinguished from the other Mary in the Bible as Mary of Bethany. The most interesting feature of Mary's life is that each time you find her mentioned in the Bible, she's always sitting at the feet of Jesus. And that's the best place we ought to be. In Luke 10, 39, she is found sitting at his feet. It says, Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. So she was there gleaning from the Lord. She wanted to know what he was saying that she can apply to her everyday life. Then in John eleven thirty two, she is found falling at his feet. It says, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. And this is pertaining to when her brother Lazarus died and they sent for Jesus and he was four days late in getting to them. So here Mary was at the feet at Jesus. She is bowing at his feet. That was her favorite place to be at the feet of Jesus. Each of us have a favorite place, but her place was always at his feet. At his feet was a common occurrence in Mary's life. My husband said earlier, that's where we ought, all of us ought to be, at the feet of Jesus. But we are so busy doing other stuff that we don't have time to sit at his feet and glean from him. So each time we find Mary at the feet of Jesus, there's a blessed and precious quality about her heart that is revealed. In Luke 10, her actions seem to say, Lord, I want you. In John 11, her actions seem to say, Lord, I need you. In John 12, she's saying, Lord, I love you. And all of these, we took and said the same thing. Lord, I need you in these trying times. We need you now more than ever. And Lord, I love you more than anything and anyone. I love you with all my heart. So in our study, I want us to consider these three occasions Mary is found 
at the feet of Jesus. In our first study, I want us to look at the first of three occasions. We read earlier, and we are going to read it again, in Luke 10, 39. Hear what it says. Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. And my wife just mentioned earlier, what a great place for us to be morning, noon, and night, to be at the feet of Jesus, to be in that kind of atmosphere, in that kind of spirit where we feel like we are sitting at the master's feet. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. In her action, we hear, we hear Mary saying, Lord, I want you. Mary wanted to be near and Mary wanted to be close to her Lord. Her deepest desire was to be at the feet of Jesus. So the question that pops up at this time is, what's your deepest desire? Is it to make money or to get rich quick or to be powerful or to be sitting at the feet of Jesus? That should be our desire because if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the Bible says that everything else will fall in place. Everything else will be added unto you. Glory be to our God. So we were just saying that it's a wonderful privilege to be able to sit at the feet of Jesus and receive so many good things from him, my friend. Let me say that one more time. It's a wonderful privilege to be able to sit at the feet of Jesus and receive so many good things from him. Because you cannot sit at the feet of the master and hear foolishness. No, you cannot sit at the master's feet and hear gossip and, and all that walla walla. No, my friends. But when you sit at the feet of Jesus, you are going to hear great things. Every person has a choice of location. Every one of us. Some chose home life, some position, others sport, still others attending important meetings. But the greatest place on earth for us to be found is at the feet of Jesus. You heard me in the beginning of tonight's, of, of today's word, quoting the words of the great hymn, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Oh, what words I hear him say. Man, that should touch your heart right now. That should melt your heart just to think of what it is like to be sitting at the feet of Jesus. Glory be to God. Amen. So at the feet of Jesus, it's a place of pardon. If you need your sins to be blotted out, that's where you can go. Luke seven forty eight, and he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. In verse 37, it tells us that this woman was a sinner. And all of us, the Bible says, we were born in sin and come short of the glory of God. But sadly, some of his followers and even some of his ministers who were so righteous and holy, they had nothing to do with sinners. They figured they were better than the sinners. We have failed to realize that our mission is to reach sinners. He said to go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone. And that's the whole duty of someone who is saved to go and tell others about the goodness of God. So Jesus said to her, thy sins are forgiven. And we thank God 
that he is a sin forgiver. He forgives men of their sins. Once you come to him and confess that you are a sinner, he will gladly forgive you. Through his precious blood, every sin is forgiven and every stain is cleansed. He said, do your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Have you ever seen snow? It is pretty when it's coming down. But once it stays on the ground for too long, it's all dirty. So he said, your sins will be forgiven. Through his precious blood, sins are blotted out. And our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And it also says, if your name is not found written in the book of life, you will be cast into the lake of fire. So the Pharisees did not like it. As we see in verse 39, it says, there is no escape from criticism. Even at the feet of Jesus, they are always the Pharisees in every age and every place, which means they are people who will not like you just because you are serving the Lord Jesus. But it doesn't matter because you know what the Lord has done for you and you have a reason to shout in spite of the naysayers, in spite of those who call you fanatic, you can still praise the Lord. You have a place with him at his feet. Amen. 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 <laughs> uh, we kind of say that together. Glory be to God. So we say it's a place of pardon. That's a, man, that's wonderful. It's a place of pardon. He says your sins he has forgiven. He'll blot them out and he will remember them no more. But watch this. It is also a place of learning. It's a place of learning. We have been talking a lot about Luke 10, 39, because that indeed is a powerful verse. Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. And she, Martha, had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. What a privilege, my dear friends, to be able to learn from the Lord himself. That's an honor. It's a, it's a privilege for us to be able to sit at the feet of the master and to learn from him. A storehouse of wisdom and knowledge is available from our Lord Jesus, from our Lord. Jesus is anxious to share all that he possesses with his children. Man, we are blessed beyond measure. Amen. We are blessed and we do not even know how blessed we are. People sometimes say, you say, how are you doing? I'm blessed. But do you really know how blessed you are, my friends? We are blessed beyond measure because Jesus is anxious to share all that he possesses with his children. The Holy Spirit, my friends, will teach you the things of the master. If you will just be attentive and in tune with him. So we have a part to play in it too. We have to be attentive and we have to be in touch and in tune with the master. We cannot allow the things of this world to distract us from enjoying the blessings that God is bestowing upon us. So the Holy Spirit will teach you if you will just be attentive and just be in tune with him. The Spirit of God will reveal a lot of things to you. Verse 40 tells us, Martha was cumbered about much serving. In other words, Martha was so busy with other things like I was just saying a while ago that she did not have time to learn from the master. Don't ever get too busy for God, my friend. 
Because if you ever get to that point that where you are too busy to sit at the feet of Jesus, guess what, man? You are really too busy. How much like Martha are we in this world? We are so busy with non-important things that we do not have time to learn the lessons of eternity from Jesus himself. Verse 41 goes further and tells us, Martha was careful and troubled about many things. How tragic to be so caught up in the things of this life that we miss an opportunity to learn from the Lord. He is anxious, as I said earlier, to share his wealth of knowledge and to share his wealth of wisdom with us. But we must make time to learn at his feet. In other words, I'm just simply saying to you that don't ever get so wrapped up and tied up and tangled up with all the stuff that's going on in our world today and you forget what really matters to you, to sit at the feet of Jesus and learn what he has to say to all of us. Jesus told her, one thing is needful and Mary have chosen that good heart. Wow. One thing is needful and Mary was wise. She has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. The implication of this statement is that everything else will be taken away from us except the things that we receive from the Lord Jesus. Man, you need to hear that one more time. I said that the implication of this st statement is that everything else will be taken away from us except the things that we receive from the Lord, my friend. What God has given you is for you. What God has for you is for you. And when you sit at his feet and learn from him, man, you will have that for the rest of your life. The things that we count as so important are but trifling. When we view in light of eternity, let's give him the opportunity to teach us the eternal truths that will change our lives. Let's sit at his feet as often as we can, man. Every moment you get where you can sit at the feet of Jesus. Sometimes I am driving or I am alone or whatever the case is. And I ponder on the goodness of God. I ponder on the word of the Lord. I learn at his feet and I read the word and I study the word. And the more you do that is the more you will grow in grace and in the knowledge of Christ. Amen. So at the feet of Jesus, it's a place of prayer. Amen. In Mark 5, 22, it tells us of a man by the name of Jairus. And it says, And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lied at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. This man did not have a relationship with Jesus, yet he can come to him because he know the power of prayer. And he know that Jesus is a healer. And he wanted him to come and pray for his child so his child can be healed. So if you want to learn to pray, there is no greater teacher than Jesus himself. He said, ask and it shall be given unto you. He commanded us to ask him. So if you want to pray, just ask him, Lord, teach me how to pray. And prayer is just talking 
to God, just like you're talking to a friend. That's what prayer is. So all of us can do it. When the disciples did not know how to pray, they came to Jesus with the plea, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus immediately gave them the great model prayer. We call it the Lord's Prayer. And all of us, I think, knows the Lord's Prayer. Not only that, but Jesus made it possible for the Holy Spirit to take us to new heights and deeper depth through prayer. So prayer is important in the life of a believer. Prayer exhorts us to pray in the Spirit. And one of the greatest ministries of the Holy Spirit is to help God's people be more effective in their prayers. You must have, like I think my husband said it earlier, have a prayer life. I think he mentioned something about that. So we all need to have that as a child of God. When the enemy comes, we need to know how to send him away. We need to know how to command him to get behind us. And there is no greater place to pray than in humility at Jesus' feet. We must realize who he is and who we are. We are his servant. We are followers of Christ. You know, everyone wants to be called an apostle or a bishop or a prophetess, but we are all servants of Jesus Christ because we are serving him. Paul always made mention, he said, Paul, a servant, then an apostle. So you are servant because we are called to serve. Amen. So we should always realize that the word says we are to come boldly to the throne of grace where it says where we can find help and we can find grace in the time of need. And these are needy times. We need him now more than ever. So you come boldly where you can make your your prayers and you can make your petition known unto him. And he's the only one that will be able to answer your prayer and grant you the desires of your heart. Amen. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. We trust today's lesson was indeed a blessing to your heart. You know, my friends, we never bring our program to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Today would be a great day if you would turn unto the Lord and give him praise and give him thanks and let him know that you want to be at his feet where you can learn more about Jesus. There's a song that says, more about Jesus would I know, more of his grace to others show, more of his saving fullness, more of his love who died for me. Today could be a great day in your life. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you for your words. We know that your words are true, your words are powerful, and we pray that today you would speak to the hearts of those who who are listening to this program, that the Spirit of God would touch their lives, and that those who are sick, you would touch them and heal them. Those who are in need of a blessing from you, you would grant it unto them. Have your divine way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And as you go about this week, always remember that you are precious in the sight of the Lord and you are the apple of his eyes. Well, glory be to God. Do not let anybody rob you out of that joy that you have in the Lord. Bye now.